Hello and welcome to the Speechworks podcast. My guest is Lisa Chang, Chief People Officer for Coca-Cola. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Tell us, first of all, a little bit about your background and what led up to your position here at Coke. Yeah, certainly. Um, I've been a human resources professional most of my career, having worked in a variety of functions and organizations, um, starting out in the compensation arena and eventually moving to uh, a variety of other roles, including uh, generalist uh, and recruitment and uh, comp and Ben, and um, have just had the really great honor of working for some great companies um, before coming here, including the Weather Channel, Turner Broadcasting, Equifax, um, the AMB Group, which is the Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United, and um, very fortunate to land in the Coca-Cola seat about six months ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Women of your caliber in leadership often raise issues saying they have problems making their voice heard. Some feel they've been conditioned not to speak up. What kind of experiences have you had of that, if any at all? Yeah. I've had exactly those experiences, uh, fortunately or unfortunately. And um, I think a lot of it does have to do with conditioning of girls at a younger age. Um, We tend to be, especially in my case, I was a middle child. So a pleaser, you know, really trying to just make sure I was a rule follower and so speak when spoken to, et cetera, et cetera. And while those are really great attributes to have, you know, as a compliant child, they don't really translate particularly well um, as you get into the corporate world and into the boardroom. So um, throughout the course of my career, I've had several inflection points where I've really had to take stock of why am I not being heard, right? And so what are some of the things that I've done? to constrain or hold back versus things that maybe the organization could have done to support me better. What do you see women particularly struggling with? Is it more, is it presentations? Is it one-on-one meetings or is it the whole shebang when it comes to communication? Well, I think it's a couple things. I think uh, one of it has to do with um, what I just said previously around um, perfectionism and pleasing and just really wanting to say, quote, all the right things. Um, and so sometimes in organizations, there's a a hesitation to speak up for fear that maybe their ideas would not be supported or they would be frowned upon, or, um, someone would say, gosh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, we know lots of dumb things get said by both men and women and, you know, it, it just kind of is. Um, so I think that there's a a little bit of self doubt in, in some of that, Um, I think the other thing that um, holds women back a lot of times is um, their their fear of lack of support. They don't seem to have as many supporters in the organization that are sponsoring them. And so when you go to a meeting, and let's just be frank, you know, when you're in a meeting at the senior level, you might be one, two, if you're lucky, three women in a senior leadership meeting, and the comfort of speaking up in front of a room when you're the minority um, and the rest are men um, is sometimes it's hard. Tough. It's yeah. tough. It's, it gets scary at yeah. times. And if you don't have that confidence, it's just safer to not say anything. So where did you get your confidence from, do you think? <laughs> um, you know, a couple of knockdowns along the way. Like what? Where, um, you know, I was promoted to a leadership position and um, – when I had my first performance review with the CEO, he kind of said to me, you know, I'm a little disappointed that I'm not hearing your voice in the room. You know, you were put in this level of a position because 
it seemed like you had all the makings of being a, a great contributor to the team. And, you know, when I, we go around the room and everybody's giving their opinions, you don't seem to be speaking up. And so I'm not sure if that's because, one, you have nothing to say, or two, you're afraid to say it. So I'm very fortunate to have had a CEO that was willing to say that to me. And I had to take stock. And what I realized is I was being deferential. It's not that I didn't have anything to say. Um, and what he also said was on the, on the occasions when you do speak, your, your voice has meaning and value and you bring up really critically interesting points. And so I encourage you to do more. So that was an opportunity for me to say, oh, you know, the sort of what got you here won't get you there. I can't continue to kind of sit back. I'm in a position of leadership where the expectation is that I will speak up. Um, so I think it was, it was learned that way. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It hurt. Um, to have someone say to you, you know, I'm disappointed you're not doing what I thought you could do. But he did you a favor. But he did me a favor. And it was sort of the the kick that I needed to say, hey, you know, if I want to play at this level, then I'm going to have to overcome some of that. Do you think men now are more aware of this predicament with women and are more supportive? You said there's lack of support, but Mm -hmm. do you see more support? Yeah, I think it's hard to generalize because it still is an individual-by-individual situation. I think there's certainly more global awareness about how there might be an unlevel playing field and how women might be treated that doesn't, you know, certain groups of men may not feel are um, inappropriate or wrong or, you know, I don't, you know, that's how I treat the guys, so why does it matter? Um, But I think there is more global awareness that, hey, you know, women are different and we need to give them a little extra booth. It was great boost. Um, I was in a meeting recently and someone was giving the example of it's like a race, right? So it's a hundred meter race and um, you got men and women that are running in the race and the men start out at the, at, at 50 yards, right? It's just because of history and because of time and because of the way it is. And we start at zero, And so when we say women need more support, it's not because we're trying to give the men less support. It's because the men, just by virtue of where we are, had a head start. Absolutely. So if we want to have a level playing field, we got to give them a little boost to get them to that 50-yard line so that we can really be in the same race. Right. Now, there's been a lot of research and actually some sparked by Supreme Court justices like RBG who said that they were still being interrupted in meetings by men. Mm-hmm. And do you find that's one of the issues you have, that men jump in faster than women and actually stop what you're saying? I, again, I think, you know, uh, trying to uh, be balanced in my response, I think that there are some men that definitely feel that um, it's okay to interrupt and they're more inclined to interrupt um, the quieter voice as opposed to others. Um, do I think that men just naturally are a little more assertive in, in their communications approach? Yes. And so I know we're talking about communications, but I think that men just generally are bolder with their communication style. Um, they're less tentative in tenor and voice. And so you're less inclined to sort of jump in and question that as opposed to how women famously do um, put caveats. Well, I know this might not be, you know, an, a, a relevant point, but... And you hear sorry. Yes, well, I'm sorry, still. but, you know, mm-hmm. and so those tentative remarks sort of open up opportunities for someone to kind of just jump in as opposed to being very factual, deliberate, and confident in your response that doesn't leave sort of a door open to challenge it. Now, when it comes to, you must do 
presentations in front of large groups of people. Yeah. Do you get nervous? Absolutely. And how yeah. does that show itself? How, how does it display for you? Well, um, I mean, I think the first thing is, uh, like a lot of people, I talk fast. <laughs> I think that's a, a common one. You, you kind of want to get through it as fast as you can. Um, so that, of course, is a manifestation. Um, I think, secondly, um, sometimes you'll ramble. I'll ramble, you know, and I, I'm not as articulate about my points because you sort of want to kind of just make sure that what you're saying makes sense. You don't land the plane. You don't you land circle the, plane. the airport. Yeah, just kind of make sure I'm going to say it a couple <laughs> times until I beat him over the head with it. Um, and I think the other one is depending on the audience. And what's interesting is as I've progressed in my career – I actually get more nervous speaking in front of other women than I do speaking wow. in front of men. Mm-hmm. And you can why sort do you of, think that is? Well, I, I'll tell you why I think it is. I think it's because I feel an enormous amount of responsibility to make a good impression on the women because I recognize that in a position of authority, there are people looking up to say, "Hey, you know, I want to be model. like them. I want to be a role model, mm-hmm. right?" And the whole imposter syndrome and self-talk takes over again. Oh, my gosh, maybe it's going to, you know, they'll find out that I'm actually just a normal person and I don't have these superpowers that everybody thinks I have. Um, and so I think, you know, that's it, – it's a, it's a crazy thing. The human mind is a crazy thing. It's, it will sabotage yeah, you every time. Every single and time. And I think women – yeah, you're right. Yeah. That self-talk, I think, is yes. the hardest. We constantly – you know, have that voice in our head that just doubts and doubts and doubts and questions, and you have to have the ability to quell that in order to overcome it. So do you think that you've learned to fake it till you make it? Yes, um, I, I think so. Um, I think, um, but I think it, it also goes, um, what I would also say is uh, enormous amount of, amount of preparation helps with that. So the only thing that I would say about the fake it till you make it is it sounds a little bit like I don't actually know or yes. that you might not actually know what you're talking about. Success takes work and it looks easy on the outside, but it's not. And presentations are a perfect example. I mean, I do get people who say, oh, you know, you're so lucky because you, you're comfortable speaking in front of crowds. That did not happen overnight. No, it that takes took practice. And years of just yes. kind of, oh, okay, what can I do? And Gritting same your thing teeth. with the board presentation. I mean... Uh, my family thought I was crazy because they thought I was talking to myself so much. I was in the office and I had my phone on record and I was reading my presentation and then updating it and modifying it. And I wasn't actually planning to read the presentation during my presentation, but I just wanted the content to soak in. Which is brilliant. So I think this goes back to, um, you know, I think with preparation um, and self-talking yourself into saying, you know what, you got this, you know the content. So if the words don't come out exactly the way you scripted it, that's okay. What you should walk in with is what do I want them to hear? And if they ask you questions, be able to answer the questions. And that's more credible than saying, oh, I forgot to say this word or I forgot to say that word or I skipped this sentence. Um, So that's sort of how I've tackled it um, as of late. I know that Coke runs this wonderful global leadership program with women Mm -hmm. and actually I've coached some of those women Mm -hmm. from all over the world and they are fantastic yes thank you um tell us more about that yeah tell us more about how that program works so we have several initiatives that are going on um you know I'll step back and say that we have publicly made a commitment um that our aspiration is to be 50 percent led by women that is something that our CEO, James Quincy, and our executive leadership team have agreed and signed on to. And so while we've had some programs in place, 
like the Global Women's Leadership Training. Uh, we are investing more in those areas to see what we can do. We, um, we are about a balanced workplace right now with almost 50% women in the workforce, but certainly not at the senior leadership levels. And so programs like this Global Women's Leadership Training are designed to prepare women um, at sort of that mid-director level for the next level of leadership. And the focus is on you know, themselves, self-awareness as a leader, communication skills, uh, building confidence, um, you know, some of these things that and presentations and training, um, all the requisite skills that they're going to need to play at that level. And some of the other core messages I saw that really resonated with me were being your authentic self, taking risks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you find day-to-day support for that? Is it it all talk or is it reality? Do you actually find support for that? So what I would say on the short side is with um, my experiences in the companies that I've been in, that has been critical to you know, me even staying there is being able to be my authentic self. I think coming to Coca-Cola, it was a question I had because I think you, as you go into larger and larger companies, uh, what you recognize is um, there's a certain way that leaders are expected to behave. And, you know, it may or may not be in alignment with who you are as a person. Um, And you have to make a decision. Am I willing to kind of put that guise on, on a day-to-day basis? And um, I have not found that at Coca-Cola, I'm glad to say. I think our culture is one that is embracing the authenticity of ourself. I think our CEO, among others, have gone out and said, look, we not only have to be authentic to who we are, we have to be transparent, and we have to be seen as people, um, not as untouchables. Um, And so to me, that really resonates because that's the only way I know how to lead. At Speechworks, we've started a women's communication workshop in response to women's raising specific challenges in communication. Mm-hmm. What is your final advice to women leaders like you and upcoming women leaders mm-hmm. to make their voices heard? Yeah, I th- it goes back to being the authentic self. I think there are so many different types of communication styles. And so if you study other people, um, someone's telling me that there's a class you can take on how to deliver a TED Talk Right? There's a certain methodology and a certain phraseology and certain kind of cadence of words. If that's not how you normally speak, that's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to struggle with that. So I think the most important thing is to obviously understand and learn the tips and tools of the trade in terms of how to be an effective communicator from a messaging standpoint, from putting together um, the framework of what, what it is that you're trying to say and how as well as storytelling and examples, but find your authentic voice. Don't try to copy somebody else and don't try to mimic their style because it's very transparent to people that that's not who you are. In fact, sometimes people will say to me, you know, I'm so surprised because, you know, I hear you speak and then I meet you as a person and you're so normal. You know, it's the same person. And so, you know, and that's something that you learn over time, because again, you sometimes when you're more junior in the organization, look up at leaders and think, oh, I have to walk like them, I have to talk like them, I have to dress like them, I have to message like them. And I think the message is no, the only person you have to walk and talk and message like is yourself. And through this leadership, through this training program, I think what you all can help provide are the toolkits for effective messaging and effective comms and and getting feedback on how can we amplify your natural talents as opposed to trying to dress them up with something that you're not. So Absolutely fabulous advice, Lisa Thank Chang. You. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. It's been wonderful. Thank you for Thank having you. me.